Welcome to the Life Success and Legacy Podcast. We're glad you're here, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, good morning to all our listeners out there in the Life Success Legacy Podcast world. Um, Chris Bay here, Mike Everett, and a guest appearance, cameo appearance from Michael Crawford, who makes this thing actually happen. Hey, Mike. Mike <laughs> Hello. Mike. Mike, Mike, Good Mike, morning. Mike. Good morning. <laughs> hey, we got something special that we're celebrating today with the podcast. What's going on? Some somebody shot us a little uh, a little bird whispered in our ear. What's going on there, MC? Well, today's our official 100th um, podcast. Ah, all right. Yeah. So, so we've been talking a lot of hot air for a long time on this podcast <laughs> about IBC. Yeah. Um, we started, remind me, we started this back in what, 2016, Crawford? Yeah, the original recording was final edited on March 4th of 2016. I don't know when I officially posted it because we were using a different platform back then, but yeah. the, the final edit was March 4th of 2016. A couple wow. of years ago. Couple wow. of years, couple of years. We probably look exactly the same, Everett. Of course, the good news know. is back then we weren't doing it on you on uh, Zoom, so there was no video. Yeah, it was we just didn't know what we our, looked our like. Our golden voices. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, MC. You know, a couple of us on this team are, are data nerds. Um, do you have any just for our listeners to give them some context? Um, so we started back then, <laughs> and the only people listening was probably us, right? Right. Yeah, we, we were slow burn there for a long time because we never we never really promoted this outside of our website and, you know, maybe just a few social media posts. Mm -hmm. um, and so we we, you know, famously, Mike Everett said, this is silly. This won't even work. And then a month or two later, when we had a couple hundred <laughs> listeners, he was like, oh, this is genius. I thought this was going to be successful. <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, we, you know, a couple of like very simple statistics um, is that for the last several months, probably upwards of six months, we've had listeners in all 50 states, um, including DC. And so that's kind of cool. Um, you know, we, when we started this, we kind of felt like our reach would be pretty localized, but it turns out we've had a, a much broader reach. Um, we switched to a different podcast host probably in 2018 or 2019. I don't actually remember the exact mm -hmm. date. Since we've switched to that um, host, we've had over 47,000 total show listens. When you consider we only release every other week, um, that's not a bad total to me. I think that's pretty uh, exciting number. Um, and maybe the last statistic is the that on average, 83% um, of our listens are what they consider impactful listens, meaning that they are more than 75% of the podcast. And that, that means that I feel like we have decent content and people actually want to finish the podcast. They're not starting it and going, these guys are dorks and shutting her off. And so <laughs> there's a, there's kind of a bit of pride there. When I was reading, um, averages is the average for most podcasts is under 80 percent um people strive for 70 to 75 percent and so to have 83 percent um uh, impactful listens as they call them it felt pretty good it felt like a really good um proof of concept for what we've been doing and how we've been presenting it i'll be i'll be curious to see what the impactful listens are for this episode <laughs> yeah exactly right <laughs> they're like 
talk about IBC. Quit, yeah. quit talking about your podcast, right? Right. <laughs> oh my God. Well, actually, for those of you who are interested in IBC, we typically dig into the stories and the details and all those kinds of things. But actually, what we're going to do today is we're going to kind of take a then compared to now, a then and now view over the time frame that Mike Everett has been connected with IBC. So Mike, um, for you, that has been what, 17, about 17 years you've been involved Just with entering IBC? my 17th year. Okay. So what I want to do is, is set Mike up with giving us some contrast for our listeners so that you all get a sense of what has happened in the evolution of mm. IBC from someone who was mentored by Nelson Nash, who's been involved for 17 years with IBC, which is really a, a relatively short amount of time when you think about it. But, but there's been significant changes over those years. So Mike Everett, you ready for me to, to ask you some questions? Come on, let's make right. it happen. So one of the things that I'm curious about is when you think about the clients, our listeners, right? These people who are interested in IBC. And what I want to know is how were you attracting, finding people to talk to, clients, et cetera, um, compared to now what it looks like, if you can contrast that. And one of the pieces that I'm especially interested in, when you first were, were teaching me and mentoring me, you said you got to find your third circle right? Yeah. So one of the things I'm curious about is, did you actually follow your own teaching with that third circle early on in the beginning years? And then like what percentage are actually from that third circle compared to now, what percentage are from those thir that third circle? All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to back up even a little bit. Okay. Um, I, I remember when I first learned about IBC and I read this book a number of times and I thought, my gosh, this has got to be awesome. So you know, obviously there was uh, a, a number of ways in which we connected with Nelson. Um, the first thing I did was I called him. He answered the phone at the Infinite Banking office, which was just blew me away. Um, this is before we did this kind of format. So if you wanted to hear him speak, you had to actually go to where he was going to be. So I remember he had an event in Phoenix, in Scottsdale, I went. He had an event in Birmingham, I went. He had an event in Dallas, I went. He had an event in Cleveland, I went. Because I wanted to know what was going on with this thing. So my whole first year, he was just doing these crazy eight to nine hour presentations. And he had, you remember the old uh, plastic thing? What was the thing? Uh, the overhead projector? Yeah. He took his own overhead projector and he had a, a file of these clear plastic sheets where he was doing the presentation. We didn't know what PowerPoint was. We didn't know what keynote was. And he would just go on. And of course, all of us who've heard Nelson heard his stories and just all kinds of stuff. So 
the the 10 hours uh, the 10 hour course of instruction was real um most of it was <laughs> taking these plastic overhead sheets off and on the the thing and then we'd have coffee breaks nelson loved coffee and then all of a sudden it was about in the middle of my second year we had our first think tank and they actually called them think tanks back then 42 people showed up 42 and this was the group of people who were interested in learning and then teaching ibc um i i thought wow this is not very many people so i'm going how in the world are we going to take this message of infinite banking to our communities to the states to the world so to speak so being an overexcited guy to start um you wonder how i attracted people i had just left a excuse me a previous employment night a three-year non-compete i couldn't call my customers but if they called me that was a good thing um but i remember um you know, when you're learning about IBC and you don't know really anything about it, your, your conversation is a little convoluted. You're kind of a little nervous. You don't understand really what it's all about, but yet you're continuing to read this book. You're continuing to learn. Well, one of the things that we always talked about was we had three circles of influence. We had our inner circle, which was our family and friends. These are people who know you, they love you, they care about you. They know everything about you and they have an opinion about you. Then you have your second circle, which is your church friends, your recreation friends, people you see and they, you know, you work with them, you kind of know them, but do they really know you? And then you have your outside circle, of people who don't know anything about you. Now, in all reality, which circle do most people start with? The inner circle, the very first circle. These are the people that care about you. Now, being an overexcited guy who I, I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to say this out loud to our listeners, I was involved in every multi-level marketing thing that came down the pike. And so all of a sudden I learn about something like infinite banking and I, I get completely jacked up. I am excited doing cartwheels. I'm doing handstands and I'm telling everybody I know in that inner circle. And I, I'm going to just tell you, they all thought I'd lost my mind. Every single one of them. These are people who knew me. They had an opinion about me and it was almost like they said, yeah, Mike, what are you involved in now? So I know we have a number of people who are uh, agents, educators, coaches of IBC. I would encourage you if you are brand new, do not start with your inner circle. You can go to your second circle and your third circle because you're going to be sharing things with people and they're 
eyes will roll back in their heads and they'll go, what in the world are you talking about? So I'm telling you, I spent too much time in my early years because this is the eternal problem with most of the people that get involved with IBC because they haven't taken enough time to learn really what's going on in this book. And yet they want to go out and tell people that they know and love about this bad idea. So where I really started after I realized and tripped and fell on the on the sidewalk a number of times, I skinned my chin, my knees, my arms, my hands. I started talking to anybody and everybody I could at the grocery store, at the hardware store, while I was pumping gas in my truck and I had a lot of business cards in my hand and I was telling everybody I could. Now, one of the things that we, we talk about here, just a second here. I've got to go grab something real quick, so everybody's still paying attention. This this is you know, good. Um, this is good podcasting right here. Yes, it is. We know we're pro level at this point. We are well, pro level. So, I, well, you know, we we kind of shoot from the hip quite a bit. So, with every book that people buy, we give them a letter, and basically the letter is, "Hey, we want you to read the book twice." Um, the first time blow through it, don't think, because if you're trying to think, you're going to get lost and you're going to try to figure it out. Um, the second time, get your highlighter and your pen out, write down questions and ideas, highlight stuff that's important to you the second time through and go to page 50. But now here's the whole catch to the thing. After you finish the book, call us and set up a time so we can go over all your questions and ideas. It's that simple. But let's say you go through our process. Life, success, and legacy has a process. You go through the webinar. You read the book. We go through a one-on-one -on -one where we're talking about things. We do a client conversation. We then do a boot camp, and then we actually present you a strategy with your own numbers. So there's that eight to 10 hours we're talking about right there one of two things is going to happen you're either going to go mike this is absolutely unbelievable let's go what do we do next or you're going to go everett you have lost your mind now let's just pretend it's the second part if you say everett you've lost your mind we're actually going to give you your 20 dollars back for the cost of the book and we're going to donate $100 to your favorite church or charity. And we're going to walk away. We're still going to high five. We're still going to shake hands. And you still are going to be able to learn a little bit more about IBC on your own time. So there's zero pressure for anyone and everyone who comes to the table with life, success, and legacy. And then on top of that, we don't charge for our time and energy after we get going. So back to the original question, which I've kind of gone as usual. Um, I started in the wrong circle and I learned very quickly that if you're gonna, if you're gonna have conversations with people, you've got to study Nelson's book. You've got to get a little bit concrete with people about what their dreams are right away. Um, so questions that we would always ask is if there was a, a way or a process out there where you could recover 
of the cost of every car you might purchase the rest of your life, is that something you would be interested in? It's either yes or no, and I'm okay with either. Um, you know, people ask me what I do for a living. We help people be more efficient with their cash flow. We help homeowners understand where their cash is coming and going and why it's going there. We explain wind current. We explain how to change that. We explain all kinds of things that's going on in that book. But I could go a million different directions <laughs> as usual. So, so um, what I'd like, you started dipping then into your third circle, finding a way to do that. Yes. And then what I'd like for you to do is contrast with what it looks like today. Oh, man. Um, I remember when all of a sudden I realized that uh, the amount of people that I needed to talk to needed to grow. So I started looking into association meetings in Kansas, in Missouri, in Iowa, and Nebraska. So we would go to dental events. We would go to chiropractic events. We would go to doctor events. We would go to all kinds of events. And of course, this is before I knew anything about what I needed to do. I got 30 to 40 of these books and I'd put them out on a table with my business cards on a table, had no idea what I was doing. And all I do is I would talk about IBC. We would go to these chiropractic events. And of course you had like a little eight foot table and literally all I had was books and business cards. Then all of a sudden I started looking around and I go, man, these people, they have like tablecloths. <laughs> they had brochures. They had all kinds of stuff. And I, I didn't have any of this stuff. So this printer back here, I started figuring out how to use uh, like a trifold. I'd, I'd create these trifold um, uh, brochures. Fires, yeah. Yeah. I ordered myself a little eight foot uh tablecloth for my table and then as we progressed we had a we got a backdrop and then we got professional looking like slick looking uh business cards and i thought man i have arrived well then all of a sudden we started to create uh, um full-time running uh videos on a screen. I mean, there, there was all kinds of stuff, but it was all kind of just a, a culmination of what happened over time. But yet then when people says, oh, I want to buy a book. <laughs> well, then what do I do now? <laughs> it was like all of a sudden we had to walk through the content of the book. We had to walk through. Now, we had, I had no idea what an Excel spreadsheet was. I couldn't even spell Excel during the time frame. And so once they said, hey, I'd like to see a plan for, and so I literally, I remember my very first Excel spreadsheet. I didn't know what formulas were. It took me 21 hours to do one plan. And if, <laughs> and if, the, and if the client wanted any kind of change in that plan, I'm telling you, it would take me three to four hours just to make a change in that plan because I didn't know what formulas. I didn't realize you could put a formula on a thing and drag and drop and go. <gasps> and then I remember the first time I learned formulas, I went from 20 hours to like two. Mm -hmm. And I thought, look at all of this time frame. I've got to go play golf now. 
this <laughs> is awesome. So, you know, we were doing all this, but every single person got a presentation and an indiv individualized plan personally. Um, it, it was a major league time commitment, but yet we wanted people to know that we were learning right along with them. We were learning what we were doing. So in the midst of all of this, you know, year two, year three, year four happened. All of a sudden the think tanks grew from 42 people to where by the time we got to year seven, eight, nine, there were three to 400 people showing up to learn from Nelson Nash. So it, it began to grow very, very quickly. But in the midst of that, I learned that there needed to be a better option than an Excel spreadsheet because that's all, all everybody knew was an Excel spreadsheet. I remember when I presented my very first spreadsheet at the think tank, this would have been probably 07 or 08. It was unbelievable. I had people coming up to talk to me. I didn't still know what I was doing, but all of a sudden I became an authority yeah. on IBC because I did a spreadsheet. It was the very first one that anybody had ever done with IBC. And I remember showing, uh, some of turning the wind current, right? Oh, it was all about getting rid of credit card debt and auto debt and home equity line of credit debt and student loan debt and even the mortgage. Mm -hmm. You know, my first one I did, we got rid of, we got rid of the mortgage in five and a half, six years, mm -hmm. just by changing who got those payments. And it was like, wow, everybody in the world should be doing this. But yet that's not what the schools are teaching. That's not what you're learning in high school. That's not what the financial institutions are teaching. They're teaching old school financial stuff. Put money yeah. in your 401k and, and you just struggle the rest of your life. So um, it, it was way, way, way too exciting. And anybody who is listening to these podcasts, and you two included, by the way, know that this 66 year old guy is still fired up excited about this stuff man i love it i can't believe we get to do this <laughs> so so contrast that now to what it looks like now in terms of you know it used to be you going out and talking to people at gas stations oh. grocery stores and then you evolved to going to events in different states continuing education talking at your 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 eight foot table you know those kinds of things <laughs> Now, how do, how do clients um, become a part of LSL? Well, um, it's amazing. We don't do these events anymore. Um, and, and Crawford, he, he, he referenced this a little bit. Um, we started doing these podcasts. And I, I, I'll say this over and over and over. I remember when Mike mentioned we ought to start doing these podcasts, and I said, Mike, these are so dumb. We should not do these podcasts. And then over the next 30 days, we put our first three podcasts on there and we had like 30 to 40 people actually listen to them. And we got like three or four clients out of this. And then I remember our next team meeting, we go, I, I looked at Crawford, I go, weren't these podcasts a great idea? Yeah. So we have 
we have these podcasts now, and obviously this is number 100, which, hey, 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 thank you, Mike Crawford. Um, We've put together something that is super special in this to where people get a chance to really know us. They, They get a chance to hear us. Now they get a chance to see us. And people will call us out of the clear blue sky and say, hey, I listened to podcast number, boom, 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 whatever it is. And I want to know more. Well, then we talk about we talk about the book. We talk about our webinar. We talk about having a phone conversation, a client dream conversation. We talk about the boot camps and we talk about presenting a strategy. But in the midst of all of that, we don't do Excel spreadsheets anymore. Uh, Mike Crawford has a great friend who is now a part uh, kind of a silent partner behind the scenes, Casey Morford, who helped us create our own software package out of what was going on in this head and this heart and create a, a a situation but yet you two were heavily heavily involved in this whole process it's not just me anymore it's a team and i remember uh chris when you came on board i told you hey buddy here's what's going to happen I remember it clearly. 18 (laughs) months from now, here's what I'm going to do is I'm going to set you up on the side of the nest. I'm going to tell you to flap your wings and I'm going to shove you out of the nest and you're going to go do your own thing. I remember we got about probably 13, 14, 15 months into this thing and you said, hey, uh, would you be open to uh, maybe building an organization or a team? And I'm going, "Uh, no. no. (laughs) (laughs) And... And in the midst of all of that, we started to wander down this pathway of building a team. Now, literally, we have we have five people on our core team. If you would have told me this 15 years ago, I'd have said, "Uh uh-uh, kind of like doing my own thing. Don't touch me. Don't get near me. (laughs) But yet now we've got this incredible thing. So I want to share with our listeners I've been doing Zoom type calls with people all over the country for 15 years. So when the pandemic hit, this was not a blip on the screen for us. It was actually an add-on to where people could actually access us this quick. Whereas there was a lot of people that were still doing this in a different format that, that made it very difficult to transition so this kind of thing that's going on for us was really just a it was kind of a miracle in the making so to speak and it's been so fun because you know with mike crawford behind the scenes we've created this thing to where now look at how clear all of our cameras are you remember when we first used to do it we'd go like this and go i can't see you (laughs) i mean it it was just crazy so there has been just a wonderful transition of our website has been created people can go and and find all kinds of great resources on our website lifesuccesslegacy.com go there have fun um, we, t- we send people to infinitebanking.org. Go there, have fun. There's all kinds of stuff, but yet through these resources and through your own self-learning, you can get yourself up to speed, but yet in Nelson's book, in Nelson's seminars, he would always say, 
you really need a coach. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we are. We're infinite banking coaches. We're infinite banking educators. We're teachers. And I say this in my webinars all the time. We are an educational organization. We take it seriously. In fact, if people don't want to go through the education, chances are they're not going to work with us. And we're okay with that. But you have some self-starters out there that want to do all of this pre-learning. Go, have fun. And when you want to get down in the weeds, that is us. We want to get in the weeds with you. We want to start itching and carrying on because we're down in the weeds with you. We love it. Mike, you mentioned up the, the, the clients who are now coming to us with all this information because there's so much information out there. If anybody just does a Google search of infinite banking concept, yep. it, there's so much information available to people. Can you give us a picture of what that looked like? Your typical client who you would engage with about IBC back in the day and, and how many people actually had heard about IBC and came to you or found you to talk about it compared to now? Oh my goodness. Well, in the early days, nobody knew anything about IBC. Nobody. In fact, I, I'm just going to tell you the newbie agents back 17 years ago didn't completely understand IBC. So we were learning and we were teaching all at the same time. Um, so there wasn't quite the information out there, but Nelson used to, you know, during his seminar, he'd tell us all the time that he tried to take this to the business world. He tried to take it to the education world and he got rejected. And so this is why he came to life insurance agents because these were the people that were willing to take this to the masses. And we always talk about the 10%. Um, but that's another that's another conversation. Um, people needed full on hand holding in the early days. They want they didn't know anything about it. They wanted us to literally walk them from page one to page ninety two in Nelson's book. They wanted to know everything about it. Um, we help people do that even still today. Um, it's they have amazing when to so much information now where people are coming in and saying, this is what I've done. This is what yeah. I know. This is what I want even. Yeah. Well, and I think like we've, we've seen that influx of, of clients, especially during the pandemic, when things were locked down, we had, um, I'll say a higher level of pre-educated clients coming to the table and finding us through different avenues, you know, unlike, you know, 15 years ago when you were doing this originally, Mike, I don't think you had people coming to you from your website, even if you had one, regardless of how good or bad it was, because people didn't know what to look for. It didn't, uh -uh. It didn't exist in the ether as it, as it is, you know, yeah. and so that, that amount of information that people can get gain, and that's what we want to do is provide quality information on the internet so that when people find it, hopefully they're finding information that is true to Nelson's, you know, teachings. Well, and you know, one of the things that I, I talk about in the webinar that uh, IBC is safe, it's just a financial alternative. And if you think about, you know, I've been through this longer than you guys, because I'm older, the highs and lows of the market, the highs and lows of the financial, uh, uh, just our our landscape of what has gone on 
And, you know, 17 years ago in 05, things were booming. There was absolutely no reason for anybody to think of any kind of financial alternative, but then 08 happened. Um, Chris, you've talked about this. Some of the teachers were getting ready to retire and all of a sudden their 401ks or 403bs cut in half and they couldn't retire. Right. Um, so all of a sudden people go, mm, there's gotta be a different thing. There's gotta be a different way to navigate what's going on in our crazy world. And of course, what's happened since 08? More messes, more mess after each mess. And, and so really, this is now brought to real life for us the the need the want the desire for us I, it's even a responsibility to teach a different alternative for people in their financial world and where they're going so um we teach freedom we give hope but yet we're going to share truths with people that almost 100% of the financial representatives out there will not share, but yet it's about relationships. So we get to know our clients. We, we want to know our clients. We want to know where they are and where they're going. We want to know their hopes, their dreams, their goals, but we also want to know what are they afraid of? And so, you know, in, in our process, we actually get to know our clients and, and Chris, you've said this a number of times, our clients then become our friends because yeah. we know about them. We know about their families. We know where they're going. We know how they're going to get there. And, and IBC just happens to be an avenue. Well, and, and I'll, I'll lay down a little nugget of data as well. Crawford shared some data about the podcast earlier, but, um, you know, in our business, it used to be us going out and hitting the streets and, and um, going to all these different state <laughs> events and all that. But actually now about 75% of our new business comes mm -hmm. from existing clients expanding their system or referrals from our existing clients. Yeah. And then you throw in the folks who come to us from the podcast. You think about that. I mean, those are all really passive relationships that start. And then we just go from there and it's a lot yeah. of fun. Mike, we've talked about, as we wrap up here, we've talked about a lot of the things that have changed in your 17 mm. years. What I want you to do is give you a second to think about this. I want you to think about what has not changed, what has been consistent throughout <laughs> your 17 years of being involved with IBC and helping people experience financial freedom. What has been the consistent thread all the way through? The consistent thread has been this guy right here and his 92 page book. Um, we literally take Nelson's book to heart. We know what's in the book. And if you've listened to the podcast, you know, we know what's in this book. We've walked through chapter by chapter over the last year and a half, almost two. Um, nothing in the book has changed, but yet lots of things have changed outside the book. Our financial landscape has changed. Nothing in the book has changed. The design of the policy has not changed, but yet, 
I'm going to step over the line here just a little bit. You've got people who are actually teaching IBC in a wrong way because it's all about commissions. And we we take this really seriously that we utilize Nelson's book in the way it was properly written. And we have adopted all of these concepts. So we don't veer off very far. There's got to be a real tangible reason for us to veer away from Nelson's book. Um, so for all of these listeners out here, we are infinite banking coaches, period. We do IBC all day long. We don't do med subs. Um, we don't do property casualty. We don't do all of the nonsense that's out there in the financial world. We don't do IULs. We don't do ULs. We do dividend paying whole life insurance designed for infinite banking period. Um, and each and every client who goes through our process knows this. They know it on the front end. Um, gosh, I'm, I'm sorry about this, but I'm, I'm going to read the first sentence in the book. Becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept is a text for a 10 hour course of instruction about the power of dividend paying whole life insurance. So Nelson says this in the very first sentence in the book, we tell all of our clients, this is about whole life insurance, but there's so much negative nonsense out there about whole life insurance because people don't understand the power of whole life insurance. So I say this all the time. I even say this to people at the gas station. I'm a life insurance guy, but if I had to ask you right now, what was more important? cash or life insurance, what would you tell me? Probably cash. So what if you could have both an ample supply? So we, we probably, we, we take this seriously, but we have fun along the way. We have a ton of fun along the way. Um, Mike, what, what do you think if Nelson was still with us today, contrasting 17 years ago to 2022 what do you think nelson would think or say about ibc and what he's what he would be observing well i'll jump on the negative side real quick mm -hmm. um, the people who are trying to mess with the design of the policy um you know there's all kinds of ways to slice the pie. There's all kinds of ways to design the policy, but Nelson designed the policy in his book a certain way, knowing full well that we wanted people to be able to create something that they could utilize today. But how important is something 25 and 30 years from now? So I know there's maybe one or two people that are gonna listen to this that are probably going to disagree, which is fine with me. I don't really care. You know, shame on those people that are trying to slice the pie in a different way, design the policy in a different way that's not going to benefit the client. We are here 100% for the clients. Um, you know, he would say that infinite banking has come a long way. Um, he would be 
oh so thankful for um i'm just going to praise our team right here for the way in which we have studied for the way in which we have engaged with our clients for the way in which we have shown them how to utilize the policy in a way that was benefiting them and their family to where they could build wealth while getting out of debt, but yet knowing full well that there is an end game. And I'm going to go to page 72 real quick. I'm sorry. Um, I know you've got to go, Chris, but there are a number of bullet points right here on page 72 that everybody should learn. I'm going to read the middle bullet point. When death benefit occurs, the system becomes self-sustaining. For Mike Everett and his family, when I started this at age 50, I really didn't think that IBC was going to be a thing for me. What I was doing was I was pumping money into premiums and policy loan repayments, but knowing full well that I'm going to be the first male out in our family and that the death benefit would be generated into our family. And then all of a sudden, the pool that we have available, and if you've read Nelson's book, you know what the pool is. The pool would be something that our entire family would access. I didn't have grandkids at the time. I got grandkids now. So all of a sudden, their ability to be able to utilize the dollars for college, to utilize the dollars to purchase homes, to utilize the dollars for their kids. That'd be my great grandkids. So this thing is absolutely unbelievable. And so there are things that have changed, but there's a whole lot that has not changed. And I, I'll be honest with you, I, I still can't believe this is what I get to do for a living. Yeah, we're all, we're all blessed to, to be a part oh, of man. this. And and the source, Nelson Nash, we're always grateful for Nelson, oh, man. his teaching, his book, et cetera. Um, Mike Everett, uh, you've earned your keep today, my friend. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was fun. Usually I've got, you know, I've got a whole bunch of questions here on my page, and I think I asked about two of them, right? <laughs> I didn't have to. No, man, you did, you, uh, you oh. did exactly what we were hoping, and that is to give us a contrast of where IBC has, has evolved in the past 17 years. So I want to thank you for that and, uh, and, and appreciate that. I also want to say to Mike Crawford um, how fun it's been working with both of you mm -hmm. over the years and, and being a part of this, and then also our extended uh, LSL family who don't get involved that much with the, with the podcast, Shelly Forbes and, and Mike Kwong, mm. um, also really integral parts to this team and, and the way that we support our clients and, and, that, and that our clients get to experience such great success. In the spirit of celebrating a hundred, our hundredth episode, Mike Crawford, I feel like we should like give away a gift or something. You got any yeah. ideas? Yeah, I think uh, we, you know, we've made a milestone by getting to a hundred episodes and having the support from um, listeners and clients and, you know, um, colleagues alike um, all across the country and in Canada 
and can oh yeah canada i didn't even <laughs> include those folks in our statistics um to be honest um but the the thought that came to mind for us was like how about uh, the first three people that comment on any platform total so the first three total between all platforms um, get a t-shirt and a pick of a book from our, our web store. Um, so for those of you um, interested in something like that, uh, shoot us a comment on any of the platforms and um, the first three folks to do so on any of those platforms will receive a t-shirt and the choice of their own book. What's so that t-shirt look the like, books Mike The books would Crawford? be uh, Becoming Your Own Banker, The Case for IBC, <laughs> and the one that Chris has written, Family Banking with Purpose. We've got some new books we're going to be adding here in the not too distant future. Yeah. Actually, yep. um, Mike Kwong has been working on a really great book, and um, it's it's something that originally started. He was writing it as kind of a blueprint for his daughter Jackie to follow in her life, but then expanded from there. It's really cool. He he really does a fantastic. He's a teacher, you know. Mm -hmm. He does a great job of teaching and taking people through. A financial process and explaining how it works and then a good friend of ours uh, a, a fellow uh, colleague up in Canada Winnie Lau and her daughter have been writing a really amazing book that um, is actually we get this question a lot okay great how do we teach our kids mm -hmm. well Winnie has taken on that challenge and she started teaching financial literacy to her daughter when she was young and she's now I don't know 21 22 23 and, and fully independent, financially savvy, um, confident in her financial literacy. And so that's not out yet, but we're hoping to get both of those books available on our store. I think those will be good resources for our, for our clients and our listeners. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Mike and Mike and Mike and Shelly, the whole team, and to all of our, our listeners, thanks for celebrating this 100th episode of the Life Success Legacy podcast. We will get back to boot camp questions. By the way, my wife said, hey, you need to tell your listeners to submit questions or topics that people want to listen to. So if you're listening to us uh, and you've got something you'd love to hear about, please, in the comments, shoot us an email, go to our website, contact us. There's lots of ways to contact us. Do not hesitate. If there's something you want to hear about, mm -hmm. let us know. We will talk about it. Yep. Okay. Mm. Again, thank you for joining us. Check us out at the lifesuccesslegacy.com website, and we'll look forward to our next episode. 